Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Let's kick this thing off right and get started. We're here to talk about how to increase your LinkedIn replies by seven times using a single strategy. I know you guys have heard a lot of people talking about voice notes, and we're going to talk about that today. David Bentham from Cognizant. Shout out to you, man. Welcome to back to the show. Uh, we appreciate you guys for what you do and what you put out there, the content you create. I'm glad that you were able to make it here with us today, my friend. Well, so yeah, really, really happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. And um, I'm glad you're appreciating the content. Yeah. Yeah. Content is the road to connection. I say this all the time. It's like a whole funnel. Who knew? Check us out at sellbetter, sellbetter.xyz. Scan this QR code. It'll take you to our website. You can learn more about what we're doing and how you can take part, how you can be a part of this. This is a journey that's about you, the seller. Start to finish. Like, and invest in yourself. Be ready every day. New skills. Explore our YouTube channel. This is where you're going to get all types of highlights and content that we create every day. Like I said, big shout out to Cognizant for sponsoring the show, being a part of our partnership ecosystem and JB Sales. Now, I know you guys know about JB Sales and Sell Better Relationship. Oh, that's the thing. Huge shout out to JB Sales. We are offering a very special price if you're coming out of this show. Do not share this UTM with anybody else. This is specific to the folks that are in the room with us today. You people get access to this particular price to become a member of JB Sales and get access to John Barrows himself. Start 2024 off right. Get started today. This is what you're going to get. You're going to get the data behind voice notes. We're going to talk a lot about what those reply rates look like and why they're so effective. You're going to hear two very real examples of voice notes that we've put together for you that you can hear that are real being used right now. Uh, and you're going to get a script that you can use. And then of course, how does a CTA function a little bit different in a voice note? Uh, if you don't know how to voice note, please put a one in the chat so that we can make sure that everybody understands how to make a voice note. <laughs> because if you're not using voice notes, you're missing out on a huge uh, asset right here. And I already see some ones in the chat. So why don't we start right there, David, real quick. How do people create a voice note on LinkedIn? And then we'll get into the content. Yeah, 100%. So if there's anybody that works for LinkedIn here, then to you, um, LinkedIn have made it as annoying as physically possible to actually record voice notes. You can only do it from the app on your phone, um, unfortunately, at this stage. I've, I think there might be some tools that people are creating to maybe do it on, on um, desktop. But uh, right now, the one way that LinkedIn is allowing you to do it is um, on your phone. So you've got to download the app and then um, you should be able to hit a message um message any of your connections and then there's a little button in the corner that looks like a microphone um pretty self-explanatory and you can send it send them from there nice i noticed that a lot of sdrs and aes are in the room you'll notice guys there shout out to everybody that came a hey, leadership what's happening leadership you know that you reply to voice notes leaders like let us know in the chat if you're a leader in the room 18 percent of you are leaders do you reply to voice notes yes or no that's all i want to know put it in the chat yes or no Right? I think these are wildly effective. We've heard a lot of people talking about them. Now that you know how to make them and you're going to go download that mobile app, uh, we have a ton of SDRs in the room, and I'd like to start with why you think these things work. I think you, when we brought this up, you said that there are two things happening simultaneously. What two things are those? Yeah, 100%. So I, I think that, um, firstly, like the job of um, creating outbound pipeline, right? So the job of a traditional SDR, but it could be a 360 salesperson, um, is getting harder and harder in the sense that um, so there's so much automation out there that's just sent like pumping out messages to our prospects um, on all of the channels that we sit on, and so it's become more important that we um, that that we break through that noise. And I I always talk personally about like to to my team about the fact that we've just got to be doing it differently, and and 
humans don't want to be sold to by robots that's honestly one of the reasons why i keep getting called by people that are trying to sell me the next like ai like script writing right cold calling thing i just no, i'm not a big believer at this stage because i think like we're always going to be averse to 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 like being sold to in that way yeah. um and so like we have to be creative about what we do um and i'm sure in the chat like um leaders can post about how many linkedin messages they feel they're receiving today that is another channel that you can automate. We all know that you can download those those um, those uh, auto like senders use merge fields, um, and I personally I'm probably getting fifteen James like fifteen inch messages a day. James, I don't know how many you you reckon you're getting. You know, I it's funny. I think I get more personalized ones than most people, okay. but I do get I do get a ton of automated ones. And just for the record, like when I see the quotes say what sales in my first name when you send me the message i don't respond because i know that that is a templated email that's pulling the merge field and it's a turnoff for me i don't really care what the message says i don't get that far because i don't go any further than that and same thing happens when you see those emojis right the voice note cuts through all of that exactly so you know that's why i'm a big believer in voice notes is because as james just said like it, immediately we're cutting through through that noise um and um you know, it, by comparison, I probably have received 15 voice notes all year. Yeah. Um, and there is no way, like to my understanding right now, there's no way of automating it. So mm. the bar is very, very low here, James. But like, you know, just by the the um, someone downloading the app on their phone, clicking that button and sending that message, like already I know that like they've gone through the effort to reach out to me as like a human. Um, and so like that, you know, it, we're lucky there's an incredibly low bar, but but that's always going to like that's already going to break through that noise. Let, uh, let's ask this question because because you threw out the number 15 and I think that's a good number. So I want to launch this now because we're talking about the numbers and how many of these things we actually send. And I think a lot of folks are going to land on never considered it, right? And that's all right. It's okay. I understand why it would be easier. I I, I call it like hiding behind the text, right? Uh, we feel like there's an easier way or we feel like there's a more anonymous way, but I always play on that human curiosity. And I think that is why voice notes work for me. I got to know what they said. I want to hit that play button and listen to what they said. And sometimes I have good feedback for them and sometimes I don't. Let me ask you this question because I saw this post from you and this is what you said. Uh, you said that when you, when you posted about it, you said that people should introduce themselves first. They spend a lot of time, right? And I've spent probably five years or so telling people that no one gives a shit who you are. So don't introduce yourself because they don't care. And I know that you're not going to die on the hill, right? But talk to me about why you think this is a good starting point when you're getting used to using voice notes specifically. Yeah, it's a, yeah. so look, um, there's no silver bullet here, right? There's no silver bullet in sales. There's no perfect way that's going to work every single time. If there's a perfect way, then we'd all be million, like gazillionaires. Or, uh, but they, like companies would not need sales teams if, if, if right. there was one way to do it all. Yep. Um, and um, uh, but one thing I'm really, really big on is that human aspect. Like I was just sp uh, speaking about before, as playing as salespeople into the emotional aspect. And one of those, one of those, um, one of that piece, one of piece in that is really like humanizing yourself. I think that one thing uh, salespeople do very badly is sometimes they jump too quickly into the, the pitch and they and they don't like make themselves humans. Um, and by saying your name, saying hi, I'm David. Uh, Bentham from Cognizant, like already I'm human, like that is one step one sometimes into humanizing yourself. And like, obviously if you're a 
like and i'm sure um people that are coming onto this show like you're you're really like way further than that um and could probably think of like more in- more creative and and uh, elaborate ways of humanizing yourselves like and telling I, i'm a really big when i sold um as an ic like i really uh, talked a lot about my personal life and built stories around like my experiences like um uh as a human uh to re- to really force through that idea um but you know like maybe just a starting point for everyone that's really scalable is is just saying your name so that would be my advice but again like you know there's there's definitely there's no silver bullet here and there's arguably some advantages with just jumping straight in as well i i love what you're saying here because there has to be a starting point somewhere right we we always you know people there's a lot of people in my life professionally that poo poo on scripts you know but i started with a script i think everybody needs a starting point and starting with an introduction is a good start when you're getting used to hitting that button and saying something with confidence so i support what you're saying but we often talk about knowing your persona right like Thank you, Carrie. Absolutely. Hey, uh, pause for a second. I noticed a couple of questions that I missed. They're already missing from me in the chat because it scrolls up so fast. You guys are such a great audience. Please throw your questions in the Q&A. Copy and paste them in there if you need to. But we want to leave time at the end for your questions. Uh, I was talking about knowing your persona. So you got to look and see, like, is this the type of persona or personality that's going to be like super impressive, like introduction with your name and your company? Or is it the type of personality that's going to be like, I don't care. Get to the point, right? Like you got to really know that stuff. Let's talk a little bit about the stuff that we need to do before we send a, me- a voice note, right? Because it's not, it's not quite as, it's not quite at the same as sending an email or writing an article about a company or or the other motions that somebody might do to get the attention. Talk to me about this. Mm. Yeah. So I actually, to be honest, James, I, I actually think it's very similar to to the the stuff that you should be doing before okay. emails and 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 elsewhere like i'm you know like i I, um i think that the the key the key advice that i give to my team on personalization is um the best personalization i see is if you can go to a um leader like a decision maker with like a personalized pains um the thing that i hate or or or, um one thing thing that i hate that some linkedin um gurus kind of tell you is like you should personalize and the way you personalize is you talk about i don't know the university i went to or like like i don't know some 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 kind of like really irrelevant comment and yeah. um although probably that's better than nothing um i think the best are, are, are kind of, of going with like the bathroom you know uh, but i think that the best are going with really relevant messaging so the advice that i give to my team um we're a company that's been around for five years we've spoken to a lot of companies before we're like recontacting those same companies so within our crm we have a lot of like information on the, uh, and like old calls that, that we might have had with that, that those companies made maybe old opportunities we'll dive into that a lot of the challenges that were faced before the companies will probably still face today so we'll use that information to, to try and tailor our messaging um, another massive um, win for us as a company, um, we sell a product where the end user is not necessarily the decision maker. And that's probably like a key point in this, but not necessarily like um, exclusive to these types of products. But if you're, but um, we will go to the end users, the end users, us individual salespeople will say, hey, how's everything going with your contact data provider? I won't name the names. Um, and uh, and we'll discuss like, whether they're, they feel like fully equipped and then we'll go to the sales leaders the marketing leaders the the um like revops teams and we'll say we've been speaking to your team and they're really they you know they're not happy they're telling us this they're not happy about like what um their contact data is providing us and that 
for me is the, always going to be the best way of like personalizing any outreach, whether it be email, uh, a voice note, or or, or um, calling, or, or you know. I'm I'm interested in how you put that, and I'd like to know from the audience: Do you also sell a product where the end user is not necessarily your decision maker? I think that's an interesting way to look at voice notes, right? Because so much information can be gained from reaching out below that power line and getting that discovery going. I imagine a voice note where you're literally starting it off with saying, hey, I just spoke to this person and this person, and they said X. I'd like to talk about that with you when you get some time. No rush, no pressure, but I'm going to follow up. I'll talk to you soon, right? <laughs> like To me, that's like, oh shit, what did this person say? You're actually like playing on that curiosity. We have a couple examples. This is the example part, y'all. Uh, and I did notice, if you look at some of these results, like a lot of people have never considered voice notes. 54% of our voters have never considered voice notes. And this is why. This is why you're into the secret now, right? You're in this secret like yeah. chamber of, um, you know, uh, people that know about these things. And maybe we don't want to talk about it too much because it will ruin the channel. But right now, like this is exactly why it's working. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to say uh, you almost said a Harry Potter chamber of secrets right there. And I was <laughs> I was very excited about that. But then it <laughs> come to fruition. Uh, all right. Here we go. Hi there, Jordan. Thanks so much for letting me reach out to you. So my name's Isabel. I'm just reaching out from Cognizant. Um, I've spoken to quite a lot of the new business teams at Howden over the last few weeks. And they mentioned that they tend to call or email, um, sometimes LinkedIn or use Facebook to connect with potential new business. I just wondered from your point of view, um, up in Perth, what your teams are currently doing, if that's kind of a similar, a similar thing. Um, I was speaking to Daniel Green, one of the new branch um, team leads, he mentioned that at the moment there isn't necessarily a tool in place to provide their teams with like mobiles and emails of their decision makers or, or key target prospects. That is exactly what Cognizant do. So we recently started working with um, Alliance, for example, and Markel um, and provide their teams with the mobiles and emails, all GDPR compliant, of the key decision makers or target prospects at these companies. It would just be great to hear what your team do, Jordan, and if you'd be open to a conversation. Thanks so much. I absolutely love this example, but I can't, I'm biased because I'm, I'm big on voice notes. Yeah. Uh, I want to get, David, tell me, you know, what are your initial thoughts on this? What'd you point out? And y'all in the chat, like, what did you think about that? Was it good for you? Did you understand what she was saying? Was it quick and easy to understand? Yeah, definitely, definitely post in the chat. Cause I'm, you know, these things like, um, outreach, I think is super subjective, right? And, um, one thing I'd say about this is my initial reaction is, oh, is this a little bit long? I think what she does so well in this voice note is she's really using exactly what we mentioned before. She's using very relevant information to, to clearly show to our prospect that she's done her research, right? She's spoken to multiple people in the business. This yeah. is what they've been telling her, um, telling them, uh, um, this person sounds like he's out in Australia or she's out in Australia in Perth. And so like, you know, she, maybe this person out in Australia doesn't even know what the rest of the global company is doing. So this, you know, that would really heighten my curiosity. And the bar is very low. So for that alone, I have, you know, like I'm, I'm very confident this was re responded to. And I'm sure that that will have happened literally just because of the, the way she's able to show, even though the, you know, it's not super sharp, sharp and snappy. It doesn't say yeah. less about what our product does and like what our offering um, is. It, it, um, it, it really shows the work that she's done to, to kind of like um, to, to understand the business. Well, it seemed like a lot of folks thought that was long, and I do have some questions about length. And I have found success shooting for under thirty seconds. If you can, if you can get it concise enough so that it's under thirty seconds, you're going to win out. I think that's for me. That's what gets me responses. It's fast. 
It's easily consumed. And we're going to talk about why that matters even more at the end of this when David gives you his final thought, because I loved his final thought. Let's listen to the next example. Thank you for your feedback on that. I agree it was a little bit long, but I think he's right. I think that he's right. The, the bar is low. So that level of specificity, using that language, I think you need a little bit lengthier of a message to be able to get that I've done my research message across. So shout out to her for that. All right, here's example number two, y'all. Hi there, Freeway. Thank you so much for the connection. Um, look, I'm reaching out as uh, we had conversations back with Katie Tilliston back in February. And I understand that you guys were using a couple of tools like Lusher and Zoom Info. And the feedback given to us was that a lot of the data that you were getting just wasn't um, accurate or just missing for particular markets like the UK and the rest of Europe. Um, I actually worked a better at one of your competitors before. We were also using both of these tools. And I know that me, a team and myself often found that a lot of the data was also missing for the UK, which is actually why we brought in Cognizant before I switched over and joined the company uh, to kind of plug in those gaps. Now, I'm not here to kind of sell or pitch you anything. Um, we are looking to, back, uh, to speak back with Katie. Um, back then, we didn't progress because they, uh, she was stuck in the hiring phase um, and time it just wasn't right. But I just wanted to understand, because you're one of the SDRs uh, at Ezra, if Zoom Info and Lush was still tools that you're currently using or whether or not you've you've switched up. But if you can provide value inside, that would be massive help. So All right, this one's really interesting. Sorry, uh, um, sorry to jump in. So, but this one's oh. really interesting because it, like, again, like reinforces that point. You can probably tell that here we're so big on just like reaching out to like, um, as I say, doing that bottom up approach and like gathering information, like really tailored, um, uh, like personalization in that way. Um, this again, everybody's probably going to say it's it's quite lengthy. I would say I manage uh, European teams and US teams, and like definitely the appetite for a longer message is higher in Europe, and you can get away with it more than than in the US. Like, and um, so for, for, I know a lot of people are here are based in the US, but um, uh, but even so, like the key thing is, and the reason why these these you you we're generating responses is that we're like uh, we're using all the information that we have on these organizations before we go into the to the people. There's something I, you know, I love what you're using here. It's a vehicle for delivering that personalization and relevance. And we always talk about how that combination is such a win. Uh, the show. Yeah. The CTA is the showstopper. Majid, I agree with you. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, we are going to leave time. We're going to talk about that CTA, but there's something I noticed about these. And it was this la lighthearted laugh that I've heard my friend Morgan do all the time. Right. And I always think like, if I can get somebody to laugh or feel like motivated, I'm going to get a lot of results from that. So talk to me about the tonality of both of these messages. Yeah. So I think, I think both of these individuals, I know them both personally. And, and, and like, I think the key thing when it comes to tonality, I'm a big believer that you should, um, it's important for you to sound like your authentic self. Um, now obviously as salespeople, we need to be upbeat, um, about, uh, like our product and our offering. Um, if we are, um, and it, it you know, the, while when being authentic to ourselves, like it should resonate with the uh, prospect that we are like excited to be there. And we really believe we have a problem that we can, uh, that, that we have a product that could solve a problem for them. Um, so my advice always, and I say this to everybody is like, um, if you don't have confidence in your own product, then, um, there is stuff that you can be doing to like, uh, and, and that's reflected in kind of how you sound to a prospect. There is stuff that you can be doing to really like try and uh, kind of reinforce your um, beliefs in the product. Speaking to the CS team about like great customers that are like really enjoying it, like 
you know, um, really diving into kind of the case studies and things like that. Um, I used to work for a company called HelloFresh, which is a B2C company. You might have heard of it. Um, yeah. If you go on Twitter and you type in HelloFresh, like you can see a bunch of people saying bad things, but you can also see, it, see a bunch of people saying very genuine good things. So that was something that I regularly did. Um, on the flip side, though, James, you know, being authentic also means like if you push it too hard, you can start sounding like a cheesy infomercial. Like if you're not authentic and you're like just trying to put on this like you know this certain energy that's inauthentic, yeah. Um, then yeah, like I say, you can start sounding too salesy and that can actually like uh, come off very badly with that prospect. So it's finding that sweet spot spot and that sweet spot is like you having belief in your product and the and that you can solve uh, a problem for our prospects, uh, but in an authentic way. So it comes like truly from from the way that you speak and act. Yeah, no, nobody likes the sham wow or the uh, behold the power of OxyClean guy, right? Like we're all we're all running away from that guy. We're gonna ask, we're gonna answer some of these questions here in a minute. I got a lot of questions around this CTA. I noticed your CTA was uh, that would be massively helpful when when we listen to that second example there, and I like that because I think we're naturally wired to help. What other CTAs should people be thinking about? And then we're gonna give a little bit about how you replace DMs with voice notes. And then we're gonna move to Q and A. Yeah, so um, I mean, the major CTAs. I, I, I'm a really big believer in soft CTAs. I think first and foremost, um, I, I think like one thing that we've been doing so well on the voice note side, and we're really leaning into the idea that nobody's doing this at the moment. And so, a way that we've been ending most voice notes that is working so so unbelievably well, even though it's a little bit of a white light, is we're saying, "Hey, like I'm new to this voice note thing." Like, even if you're not interested, like, can you just give me some feedback on it and like, and then let me know. Um, and that honestly just drives responses because especially, um, I mean, like one thing is we're selling to sales, uh, people, so perhaps sales leaders want to be able to educate like other sellers and like support them. But I think in general, humans want to support each other. So that's been helping generate, dr generate and drive like a lot of responses from voice notes as well. Yeah. I, we're wired to help each other. I've said that for a long time. I think we want to help each other. That's why we have people that are on the other end of the phone. We're like, can you help me? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Tell me real quick what happened when you replaced DMs altogether with voice notes. What was the bounce? Yeah, I mean, like we're we're looking at it. the one thing with LinkedIn is is a little bit tricky to find the true numbers because of um, the way LinkedIn is set up. But we believe from our testing that we're getting about seven x um, like yeah. increase in response comparatively to just sending a, a, a like a written message. Yeah, that's a, that's an incredible difference that this can make, and it's such an easy change to add to your existing routines, y'all. It's just another touch. If you think of it that way, it won't feel overwhelming. Let me ask you this. Uh, your final thought here, shout out Jerry Springer, rest in peace. Final thought. What would you have people coming away with today? And I think this was really impactful when it comes to their own voice notes. Why is this a strategy they need to dial in right now? Yeah, 100%. Look, um, everything's about breaking through the noise nowadays. And so making this small change is just going to like help help you do exactly that. And that's break through the noise. The bar is very low. We don't need to be perfect. You heard two voice notes there that like everybody in the comments is saying, oh, maybe this could change. Maybe this could change. But those drove responses and a positive outcome for the business, right? I know they're not perfect. You guys know they're not perfect, but they still worked. And so um, just making that like little switch today. Um, and hey, it's faster to speak than to type in most cases. So just speak and you, you're probably going to be able to pump out so much more um, activity as well. The, gr the greatest point that you made that I thought people should wake up to is that if you can get great at voice notes, it's one step closer to doing great video. And video is so much more impactful than any other channel right now because mm. that's where all of our communication 
gets used, our nonverbal cues, our language that we choose, our verb, our verbiage that we want, our vibe, it all gets communicated in video. Such a good all right, let's answer some questions. This is some rapid fire stuff right here. Here we go. Uh, here, uh, yes, make sure to add your questions in the Q&A. Rapid fire begins right now. Uh, can I send a audio to a second or third degree connection? No, only connections at the stage. I'm sorry. Yep. However, one thing is if you have a really, really great uh, mobile data provider, um, usually people are like, Especially in Europe, I think it's getting bigger than the US. You can um, you can WhatsApp people and you can voice note them that way. If they've got iMessage, you can voice note them that way. So we are actually sending voice notes on other platforms, not just LinkedIn. Uh, but LinkedIn is is still where we're having the most success. So maybe yeah. there are ways around. Carissa, great question right here. When you're utilizing the voice note, is it in the connection request? You can't send it as a connection request. They have to accept your connection request, and then you can send it. All right, here we go. Joe, James, sorry, just because this is also super, super useful. Um, my advice on connection requests is never add a message. We ran some tests on this, and th when we don't add a message, we um, we get a, uh, like a much higher connection acceptance than if we do send a message. So don't send a message in that connection request. That then unlocks the voice note, and then you can get to send the voice note. Amazing. Okay, we're flying through. Some of these are great. Gabriella, you said, how do I send it? Open up your DMs on your mobile device on LinkedIn and on the right side, you're going to see a little microphone. When you press it, you're going to see this, this come up. Just touch that button and hold that down and you're going to be creating that voice note. And then when you release it, it's going to give you the option to send and then you somebody's going to be so confused by the voice note that they've just received eh? yeah yeah the, uh, that that person is immediately getting it deleted but that's okay <laughs> i've now shown you how to do it real time all right anonymous attendee the how can the length of an effective voice note be determined and what approach yields the best conversions great question how long is a piece of string is a bit of that question i think um look um or uh, real estate audio real estate or kind of um in the generation that we're in, attention is limited. Um, we need to keep things as short as physically possible, um, but also like deliver the information that we need. So, um, you know, it's a balance here. If I just said, hi, I'm Dave, then I'm probably not going to get a response rate. Uh, but at the same time, if I drone on for half an hour about Cognizant, I'm also not going to get a response rate. So like, it's, it's really about like, uh, what message am I trying to send and how can I send that in the shortest way possible? Love it. Good answer. Anonymous, I would say shoot for one minute and then shoot for 30 seconds and A, B test. That's going to be the best answer to get started. You'll find that sweet spot eventually. Israel says, nope, that's the same question. That was from Israel. Shout out to Israel. Great question. Thank you very much. Uh, Duran, I think I'm saying your name right, or Doran, says, will reps tell you things they may not be comfortable sharing with their leaders in the voice yeah. note? all the time it's amazing the the key thing is is like when you're trying to gather information from um individual contributors it's it's still a sale like you need to sell to them like what value you can bring by them giving you that information and so like you know the value is obvious we, you've got this problem that we can help solve we just need a bit of info to you and we can go to your leader and, and help solve that pro uh, problem for you Good answer. We got a lot of good answers today. This one is from Puneet. I think I'm saying that name right. It says, how do you ensure a voice note response from a CXO or other decision-making persona that tend to get DM'd or spammed a lot more? Good question. No guarantees on response. I'm not right. sitting here and guaranteeing it. Um, no silver bullet, as always. Everybody would be voice noting all the time if it was a 100% guarantee. Um, but, um, you know, 
like the first thing is doing the voice note as i say the bar is very low i can almost guarantee that they very very rarely get voice notes um and then you know as james said let's be uh, oh sorry as we were talking about earlier let's be make sure our message is relevant let's make sure it's human um and we're humanizing ourselves and let's have a little bit of fun with it as well like you know people love to hear people love to laugh and smile and and joke yeah and, you know like if we can add some of that to it it's going to be really really effective this job is supposed to be fun. Don't forget that part. I want to thank you for sharing all your wisdom today, David. Thanks for coming into the show. And shout out to Cognizant one more time. Follow us, LinkedIn. Follow us on Instagram. Sellbetter.xyz is the website. You can follow us just about everywhere. And I appreciate you connecting with me directly at Say What Sales. I've never met a stranger. You're all going to get a survey after this show to let us know what we did well and what you want to see more of. Thank you once again for spending your time with us. And we will see you soon. Have a great day, everybody. Go get them. <laughs>